Hello, listener, and welcome to the first episode of what I'm going to call In Vain's Storyteller Sanctum. Now, what is this? Well, where I come from, if you give somebody a little something extra just because they like you, we call that lanyap. Like when your nanen gives you some potato salad in your gumbo. It's a little lanyap because she likes you. So here's some lanyap for you. I am... Chad, I'm the storyteller of this podcast, and I wanted to do kind of a separate thing, a little informational thing about what storytelling is and how to do it. Why did I want to do this? Well, I got to thinking with the the current release of uh, Vampire the Masquerade V5 rules and uh, the really explosive success of L.A. by Night on Geek and Sundry, I'm noticing that there, at least on the internet, there is a huge interest in White Wolf games again. Uh, I am a really old school White Wolf player. I was playing in high school and college in the 90s, and I loved the game so much. I was really excited that White Wolf is making a comeback. Can't tell you how excited I am. And I wanted to, to do this, do this little informational series here, because a lot of people are being drawn to these role-playing games. Uh, think about what Critical Role did for Dungeons & Dragons. So many people are interested in Dungeons & Dragons now, and there's just an insane amount of Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcasts out there. And I'm always seeing people on the internet posting online or in Discord that, hey, you know, I really like Critical Role, I'm really into Dungeons & Dragons, I want to be in Dungeon Master for the first time, but I don't know what to do. And a lot of people are, the community is very helpful in getting people started, you know, figuring out how to do dungeon mastering, getting a game going, and it's I think it's great. I think it's a wonderful resource. The, the community can be a resource to itself. It's wonderful. I'm thinking, though, given time, D&D might lose a little bit of steam. You know, people might be more looking for non-high fantasy storyteller systems. Uh, people are already expressing interest, like, are there any other games other than Dungeons & Dragons out there? And I know... Vampire the Masquerade's getting really big. Bloodlines 2 got announced, and people went ballistic. It was great. I'm thinking that people are going to start saying, how do I play a White Wolf game? It's a little bit different than Dungeons & Dragons. And I, I kind of wanted this to be a resource for anybody who might have that question. I was there once before, a long, long time ago. I, I started with Dungeons & Dragons, and when I discovered White Wolf. I really liked it. I wanted to run some games. I really struggled with the Dungeons and Dragons mentality. What do you mean? Like vampires, they don't go through dungeons. They don't fight dragons. They don't have like bigger and bigger monsters to go through. They don't have levels. What? How do I do this? So here's a little lanyap for you. What's really important though, is understanding what is the difference between storytelling and dungeon mastering. I'm going to give a little disclaimer here, folks. Uh, I am talking from a standpoint of rules as written, like the way the rules are are put out. Uh, it may be a little stereotypical to talk about these these topics in this way, but we all need a starting point. So when I talk about how to be a storyteller, we need to talk about what is dungeon mastering and how does it differ. My first thought is when you're a dungeon master in Dungeons and Dragons, there tends to be more of a focus on action and combat. It's always, you know, fighting the monster, overcoming the obstacle, getting experience points, getting enough so that you level up, choosing your powers, fighting bigger monsters, 
hitting larger obstacles and so on and so forth, which is not a bad way to play a game, but that is not the narrative storytelling system. Very much a focus on powers that your character has. You know, I'm level five now, I can cast Fireball, and that's my focus. How does this differ than storytelling? Well, according to the rules in the White Wolf books, it's more of a narrative-type focus. You're literally telling a story. Uh, I like to see it as you are collaborating on a story with your players. We'll get to that in a minute. But it's more of a narrative focus. It's less of a focus on getting bigger stats, getting new powers, although that is definitely part of the game. That's not the sole focus. You know, you, you get experience points and powers very slowly in a storytelling system game as opposed to Dungeons and Dragons. You have to navigate the story in a White Wolf game. Uh, and the powers fuel the story. It's not necessarily, you know, I drop like 16 dice on this elder vampire and I do this much damage. A lot of the powers are, if you look at it, some of them can be really subtle. You know, helping you see in the dark, turning into animals, and not necessarily with the goal of being able to fight better, but being able to you know, fly or escape or be smaller. It's definitely more of a, of a story-driven experience, uh, in my mind. And how does one transition away from the, the D&D mindset, so to speak, and go more towards a storytelling mindset? I have a few suggestions for that as well. Because uh, making that transition was difficult for me. It took me a lot of trial and error to figure this out. And I, I will be honest, when I started my first storytelling game, I wasn't the best at it. It was, yeah, well, that's a story for another time. But if you want to transition away from the D&D mindset, you have to understand that telling a story is more important than worrying about about challenge ratings. You know, not what what can I throw at them that's going to give them a challenge, as opposed to the mindset where what can I put in the story that will make for an interesting, engaging story that's going to evoke a certain emotion that I want or progress things along a certain theme that I came up with. Speaking of theme, one thing that can help you focus more on a story is picking a theme and sticking with it. Now, when I say that, like, what type of story do you want to tell? Do you want to tell a horror story? Do you want to tell a story about anger? Do you want to tell a story about the young rising up against the old? Or a story about supernatural weirdness? You know, that, that is important because if you have a theme or a couple of themes fixed in your mind, when you are coming up with plots or if you have to come up with something on the fly, it's easier for you to come up with things that fall more in line with that as opposed to, you know, what's going to cause the most damage to the players and, you know, cause them to get frustrated. It's really important to understand that there is a temptation in Dungeons and Dragons to, to, to focus on winning. Now, not winning Dungeons and Dragons, but winning, like overcoming the obstacle, defeating the monster. That's not necessarily true in a storytelling game. You know, your, your focus is not on getting stronger. Once again, the, keep your focus on just telling a story. If something is interesting enough, make it part of the story. If something's not interesting or doesn't really add to the story, don't do it. 
one way of doing this is deciding when dice are rolled. Uh, what do I mean by that? Well, uh, if if uh, in your story the players are trying to look for cr- clues at a crime scene, do you let them roll dice to investigate? Well, the question is, do you want them to find the evidence? Is that what's going to push the story along? If you want them to find the evidence, just let them find it. Don't let them roll because there's a chance that they could fail. If you want them to have a chance of failure, and regardless of whether or not they succeed or fail, it adds to the story, by all means, have them roll dice. If they, they investigate, but they don't find the evidence, but they can still progress through the story and not know not find any of the evidence, then that's fine. But if if your story or what you have planned absolutely hinges on the players finding one specific piece of evidence, for God's sakes, let them find it. <laughs> Don't let them hunt for it. Another thing, another trick that could help with the mental transition here is helping your players understand that they can get advantages in your game through role-playing and through the story and not necessarily leveling up or getting stronger. Now, what do I mean by that? Going back to our example about the wizard hitting level 5 and being able to cast Fireball, yeah, I can take out a lot more monsters that way, as opposed to a storytelling game where the players may manipulate events or do something and an elder vampire owes them a favor. That's a much more powerful tactic maneuver, ace in the hole from a story perspective. Uh, another tip that I have, and I, I love this so much, Any anything that I do that allows me to do less work, I immediately latch on to. So a good tip is involve your players in telling the story. It is a collaborative storytelling event. Let them tell parts of the story. For example, uh, just even if it's little things, like little character-centric things, uh, something happens in the story, an event happens, somebody dies, or they get attacked and they're, they escape to safety, ask the players how they feel. You know, don't tell them how they feel. It's like, okay, you escaped and you're out of breath and you're a little scared about what's going on. No, ask them. Say, okay, so who you thought was your ally just betrayed you and you barely escaped with your life. How do you feel about that? And the reason why I love that little tip, that little trick right there, is because based on what your players tell you, you can learn a lot about what type of story they want to tell. If they say, oh man, I want to get revenge, I'm going to you know, destroy him, I'm going to destroy everything that he ever loved, then you know you're going to tell a story about revenge. If it's oh my God, I need to get the hell out of here. I'm going to another city. I'm going to fake my own death, blah, blah, blah. Then you know it's more of an intrigue, kind of cat and mouse type thing. Also, don't don't be afraid to let them describe parts of a scene as well. You know, they walk into a nightclub, you set the scene, you describe the insides. Ask one of the players, what's one feature about this place that makes it interesting? Once again, they will tell you what they find interesting. If you have... Everybody in the game describe one thing in the scene, you know what they're probably going to gravitate towards. You know, if you describe the scene and set it up to where it looks like violence might break out, and then one of the players describes there's a chandelier overhead and, you know, lots of glass at the bar, then you know this person's probably going to try some swashbuckling. And finally, 
One thing that is really important when you want to, to be a storyteller is you need to develop your skills. And the ways that I recommend doing that, first of all, you got to read the rule books. Like if you want to be a storyteller, it takes a bit of reading. You need to know the rules, not necessarily the meta plot. If you know, it could be a conversation for a different time, but definitely knowing the rules, knowing the mechanics, uh, the rules themselves can help evoke a certain mood. You know, especially with V5, uh, hunger. Uh, it's a very unpredictable mechanic, and sometimes the players get a messy critical, which is they do really well, but they could violate the masquerade, which can cause other story spinoffs, or they could do a bestial failure and really, really make things really bad for the rest of the party. Who knows? So knowing the rules and knowing when to use certain ones, uh, I've always been of the thought that if you know the rules well enough, you know how to bend them, bend the rules for the sake of the story. Uh, another thing that can help develop storytelling skills, listen to podcasts. Listen to, there is a ton of actual play podcast. If you want to hear somebody else, how they storytell, uh, you can go on Twitter and search for the ha hashtags VAMILY, V-A-M-I-L-Y, L-A by night, or Vampire the Masquerade, and I guarantee you, you'll find at least eight or nine actual play podcasts about vampire where you can hear the different styles that the storytellers have. Uh, finally, practice, practice, practice. Don't be afraid to storytell. Don't be afraid to have your first session and mess up. You know, we always have the, I think it's the storyteller's curse or even the dungeon master's curse. You know, you play your, your game and then you go home, you lay in bed, and then all of a sudden you, you wake up and you jump up out of bed and you go, oh my God, I should have done this instead of that. Or this would have been much more interesting in the story. And oh my God, my plot, we always do this. We're always second-guessing ourselves. Just the more you do it, the easier it gets. The more it flows. I promise you. And that is pretty much what I have as far as storytelling. If you liked this, if you thought it was useful, I would really appreciate some feedback. This is uh, I, I took a risk here and just did something that we're going to be releasing you know, when an episode doesn't come out. Uh, but yeah, if you want to give me feedback, you can catch me at Chadlicious on Twitter. You can you know, send an email, our, our page on nerdsmith.org. Just go to the content page and find in vain. Uh, there'll be some contact information there. We also have a, a Facebook page in vain, Valpurgisnacht. If I get a lot of feedback and it's you know positive and people want me to talk about other topics as it relates to storytelling games i would be more than happy to put more out so if you want more let me know <laughs>